Uh, praise God. Um, praise Jesus Christ. Um, my name is Idea, and I'm going to take you to our podcast. That is praise during times of trouble, and um, this is all in reflection of uh, the current situation that's going on now. At our times, in our times, the the coronavirus epidemic, and um, during this time, we actually, we as believers, we have faced a, with a very serious um, question: How do we praise God in times of trouble and in such a crisis like this? Um, so, if you ask most people, they'll tell you that it's easy for them to thank God when things are going well. But it's not so easy to praise God when life throws them a curveball. Being honest with myself, it's actually much harder for me to thank and praise God when I have suffered the loss, persecution or hardship as well, than when things are going really well for me. And um, realizing the difficulty of thanking God in the hard times is what makes um, Habakkuk's words so amazing. Um, I'll take you through chapter three. Chapter three, Habakkuk chapter three, and um, just a little bit. Uh, yeah. uh, chapter three, verse seventeen. It says, "Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food." Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. So, there are two bits there. Um, the first bit is uh, the bit of trouble and uh, dismay. And then the second bit is the bit of praise. Where Habakkuk says, though he actually acknowledges the fact that the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, like it's a it's, it's a very serious time in Israel and um, that they don't have food. Uh, there are no cattle in the stores, no sheep in the pen. But at the same time, he says, yet I'll rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God, my Savior. So basically. It shows us a lot of things which I'll later on discuss. Um, but first, I needed to address these things, um, these issues. Um, when faced with situations, when faced with the persecution or trouble, what happens? Some of the things that happen, uh, the biggest thing that happens to us is fear. We end up having fear. Because we don't know what to do next. Second thing is that we get doubt. We we are filled with doubt. So after that, how do we respond to that? Thing the thing I know uh, about doubt is that doubt blinds and it confines you to the place you're in. And then after you're confined to that place you're in, that place of dismay and despair now that defines you if you don't decide to move out of it then you stay there it defines you okay you're already blinded and then you're confined there and then you're defined 
go on with the same same track within the same same track but uh, he is something that I'd like to encourage us with is that God does not always live to our expectations God does not go does not is doesn't work the way we think he should work but one thing I am sure of and according to the word is that God lives up to his word he may not he may not live to expectations but he will live up to his word what he said and he's going to fulfill what he says that is true okay i'll give you examples um for people who doubted even though we've always heard of them being you know um uplifted for being very faithful being very uh, having a lot of faith and belief in god but um they also despaired so one of the examples is job um give an example of job job chapter 14 verse 19 it says uh as water wears away stones and torrents wash away the soil so you destroy man's hope so you destroy man's hope this is job like he he was actually losing hope he thought that the lord had destroyed his hope you know uh, the, the book of job is displayed as job being strong being persistent in his faith but he was human he was struggling as well with his faith his belief in god and his hope was also dying it was ebbing away it was you know it was getting churned and it was wearing away and um he was despairing surprisingly of all people job was despairing and um okay i i'll go on and i'll give you another example uh, another example is uh, jeremiah oh jeremiah jeremiah yeah jeremiah chapter 15 verse 18 and it says uh why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable will you be to me like a deceptive brook like a spring that fails this is jeremiah he was despairing and you remember very well when god told him that he knew him he 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 had he had plans for him plans of restoration for him not uh not plans to destroy him like he already had a plan for him even before he was born but despite the understanding of that fact that god already knew him and had already planned a destiny for him he was also despairing saying why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable you know like these are people these are great men of israel that are actually despairing um i'll also give you another example uh, that's in, that's an example of elijah um first kings chapter 19 verse 3 and it says Elijah was afraid and ran for his life and came to Beersheba Beersheba in Judah he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the desert he came to a broom tree sat down under it and prayed that he might die i have had enough lord he said take my life i am no better than my ancestors okay. i need us all to understand this 
this is Elijah. Elijah who defeated 450 prophets of Baal. No? Do you remember that uh, uh, the contest uh, between the, the prophets of Baal and Elijah? The guy who was able to even make a joke, make fun of Baal's prophets, you know, and saying maybe your 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 God, your Baal has gone on an even stroll, afternoon stroll, yeah, evening stroll, or he's asleep, wake him up, like he was. He was so confident in God that he was able to contend against 450 prophets. But when the letter came from um, Jezebel after he did this, um, when the letter came from Jezebel, he was afraid of his life. I'm like, yo, chill. Like, how am I supposed to be afraid of? this one lady but i was able even to defeat all these prophets of baal you know like that understanding he 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 readily forgot what god had done for him and he was really afraid okay uh on a light note maybe it's because uh <laughs> jezebel was a lady and these other people were men that he was able to contend with anyway that's a light note but ladies are very dangerous sometimes and we don't know their extremes you know like when when a man tells you, I'm going to slap you three times, he'll definitely slap you three times. But when a lady tells you she's going to slap you, you, you don't know the extent of that. Um, anyway, <laughs> good for that. So he was really afraid of Jezebel and uh, he ran for his dear life and he was actually despairing. And... Uh, I need you to note that he he left his servant in Beersheba and went alone. So something that the devil does when he instills fear in you, he wants to isolate you. I need us to pick up this this point. He wants you to he wants you to isolate yourself from the crowd of believers, you know. And I'll mention that when we are faced the difficult time we need to be around believers and i'm going to explain why you should not isolate yourself you need to be around people who will be there for you especially people who are in uh, who believe in christ and who are believers as you are okay the last example i'm going to give about the people people who despaired is John the Baptist. This is in Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 verse 2. Matthew chapter 11 verse 2. And it goes, um, When John heard in prison what Christ was doing, he sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who was to come or should we expect someone else? It's very interesting that John the Baptist himself had acknowledged that Jesus Christ was the Messiah when he was actually baptizing him. But when he was in prison, you know, when he was in prison, he had a different perspective and he started doubting whether Jesus Christ was really the Messiah. 
and um, I need us to understand that when you're in a prison perspective, when you are enclosed or when you're in, in your darkest of times, you'll always have doubts concerning your destiny. A prison perspective will always cause you to doubt your destiny. You know? And um, here, I, I, like us, I, I like us to understand that we, we should not have fear we should not fear failing because actually failure is foregone and we should always keep our faith strong you know we should always keep our faith strong because faith is more important than failure i'd rather be a person who has faith but i'm still failing instead of just waiting for the time that i'm going to be perfect so that i can keep my faith up high because the only true mark of perfection is Jesus Christ, and that's why we need Him in our lives. Um, now I'm going to continue uh, encouraging us. This these were examples of people who despaired, and I'm going to continue encouraging us in how to praise Jesus, uh, praise God in times of trouble. Um, so okay, this this is uh, another perspective when you're in. When you're having a hard time, when you've gotten it hard, Jesus had has already prayed for you, because Jesus acts as an advocate with the Father for you. When even the devil himself is contending or, or is just against your case and is attacking you from all sides, and this we find it in Luke 22 verse 31. Uh, Luke 22 verse 31. And it goes, uh, it says, Simon, uh, Luke 22, verse 31. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked you to sift you as wheat. This is now the, here's the line. But he says, but Jesus said, but I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Jesus himself prays for Peter. This is this is insane. It's one of the most powerful scriptures in the whole Bible. And he says that he has prayed for Simon. How is it great that Jesus Christ himself has prayed for us that our faith may not fail? This is a great encouragement. So I'm just uh, telling us all that we should not fail. Uh, our faith shall not fail. And I'm actually praying for us all that our faith may not fail at our tempest times. Alright. Um, now I'm going to go to our points. Um, um, how can you praise God during the hard times? Um... Okay, how can you praise God during the hard times? Okay, number one, we can be thankful in difficult times because God is unchanged. As I mentioned earlier, from Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17, um, uh, to, he says, you know, like he says, he paints a picture of loss for us he tells us how there is no food the crops have dried up and all that um 
he envisions losing things that are vital to, to the economy. The fig trees are not going to blossom. Fruit will not be found on the vine. The olive trees will cease production. The field will yield no harvest. Cattle and sheep will be lost. You know, losing all these things that we hold precious to ourselves. And also like pandemics, you know, like we are faced with, by, with hard times. Then, um, however, you know, like that experience of loss is, is not, does not affect his praise. And he chooses, it's a deliberate choice. He chooses to thank and promises to give thanks to the Lord. You know, he chooses. The crucial truth is that while things in this world will change, God will not change. Such as in Malachi 3 6, read, For I, the Lord, do not change, therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. And in Hebrews 13, verse 8, it says, uh, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So, since God and His promises will not change, nor fail us, we can promise ahead of time to be thankful even during the worst of times. I hope that brings a bell. Number two, we can be thankful in difficult times because we have salvation. Okay? So, this, I, I, we have salvation. I, I'll give an example with um, Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 25. 16, verse 25. It says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Midnight, about midnight, Paul and Silas. This was their tempest time. How does the midnight look like right now? How how does it? Is it the coronavirus? Is it the financial? Is it the burden? Is it the fear of not knowing what will happen next? How does the midnight look like? But remember very well that Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. They were raising a praise. They were raising an altar of praise to God at midnight. And a miracle happened. Okay? Um, they knew they had salvation. Jesus Christ was the salvation. The miracle happened. I don't know if they knew it will happen, but surprisingly it happened that the, 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 the doors, the gates were opened. You know? The foundations of the prison were shaken and all the prison doors flew open. You know? And the chains came loose. So you have salvation and be thankful in difficult times because you have salvation. It's way more than enough. Um and you need to be grateful for that. Okay? Um you can go read um Romans eight one, uh because it says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So those people who have repented of their sin and believe in Jesus as their Lord and Savior no longer have to fear God's punishment because Jesus has taken it for them. We can be certain not only because God's word 
tells us, but also because God is unchanged. Okay. We should like we should we should praise God and be thankful in difficult times because we have salvation. Okay. And then the third point is that we can be thankful in difficult times because God is sovereign. Okay. God knows and is working everything out according to his plan and purpose. And we should praise him even in difficult times. He must be and is in control of everything. That's something that we need to understand. Therefore, we should praise him. Then, the fourth point is that we can be thankful. We should be thankful in difficult times because we are triumphant in Christ. We, in Christ, we are triumphant over the evil in our lives now because Jesus has freed us from his bondage and none of it will separate us from God. And this is observed from Romans 8, uh, verse 31 to 39. We will be, it says, we will be triumphant over our enemies in the future when Jesus returns because he will vindicate us and destroy our enemies once and for all. Okay? Ah, yeah. um, some of uh, the other things that I'm going to, to tell us is that um, the, the, last, uh, the last point I'm going to bring up is that every act of worship is a choice. And despite everything that you go through with the following points that I've outlined that it's a deliberate choice and a decision to believe and respond to God for who he says he is no matter how pressing our circumstances are and the greater the pain we are experiencing the greater a choice it may be okay Sometimes we will walk blindly, unable to understand why we are going through a certain situation. And our only comfort being the knowledge that God himself is not walking blindly, but instead he is walking wisely, kindly, and is firmly in control. And we will begin to see that he will take our broken moments and weave them into a powerful tapestry to the glory of his name. Okay? And this should be seen in um in some Psalms chapter Psalms chapter 13 verse 5 to 6 and it says but I trust in your unfailing love and falling love my heart rejoices in your salvation I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me and then in Psalm 42 5 to 6 it says why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Then there is a turn of events and says, Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Okay? I'd like to encourage us all that we should, should lift up praise despite any situation and any circumstance that's go ongoing. Whether it's this pandemic or coronavirus, whether it's the uncertainty of the government's decision to bring a total lockdown of uh, our activities, you know, whether it's anything, but we should always be grateful and give thanks and rejoice in the Lord.
um, I'd also like to encourage us that somebody in your world needs to see how you react to these situations. Somebody in your world, for instance, uh, somebody in your world in your world needs to see how you're going to react to circumstances when they come. And somebody needs to see Christ through you, such as the Philippian jailer, the the jailer in the in the prison when Paul and Silas were praying, and when the uh, the convicts were released, he almost killed himself, but he was saved that night. He and his family were saved that night. So I'd love us all to hold other people's hand and be there for each other. Let's not isolate ourselves and let's also bring other people to towards ourselves and towards Christ. Let's not let people who are going through tough times also isolate themselves. Let's be a family of Christians. That's it. Thank you. This is a topic that really speaks to my heart because it is my testimony <clears throat> that when we praise, all our challenges are defeated. And I would like us to look at Second Chronicles 20, the story about King Jehoshaphat and how he defeats Moab and Ammon. In this story, Ezra tells us about the way uh, the, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and people from Mount Seir had colluded to come and fight the people of Judah. And so Jehoshaphat is told about this vast army that has come to attack them. And they are at Engedi. Um, and he responds by calling, gathering the people in Judah and Jerusalem. And they go to the temple and they fast and they pray, seeking the Lord's guidance. And you notice that they would not go ahead, make decisions until the Lord gave them the go-ahead. And they also recognized that at this point in time, because of how big the army was, it would there's a possibility that they would be defeated. And so they seek the Lord's guidance, and the Lord responds, and he speaks through Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah. And Zechariah says in verse 15, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you, do not do not be afraid or discouraged because this vast because of this vast army for this battle is not yours but God's tomorrow march down against them they will be climbing up the pass of Ziz and you'll find them at the end of the gorge of the desert of Jeruel you will not have to fight this battle take up your position listen take up your position stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. And so Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah and Jerusalem fall down and worship the Lord. And the Levites uh, from the family of Korah now stand up and praise the Lord in a loud voice. And the following day in the morning, um, they leave for de the desert of Tekoa. And as they leave, um, King Jehoshaphat stands up and says, Listen to me, Judah, the people, the people of Jerusalem. 
Have faith in the Lord your God and you'll be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord, to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out. They went out at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. It is interesting that the people who are worshipping are the front line in that battle. And if you continue reading the story in chapter in verses 22 all the way to, to 25, you find that um, God creates confusion in those camps. So you find Ammon and Moab now uh, mount uh, um, uh, an army to fight against the people of uh, Mount Seir and they defeat them, totally annihilate them and then Ammon and Moab now fight against one another and kill one another and you find that by the time Judah gets to the valley everybody's dead and they went and collected everything in the fields more than they could carry. And so what do you learn from this story? That praise makes the enemy flee. Praise confuses the enemy. We learn that praise pushes back the darkness that surrounds and the blocks that attack and hissing lies over us. Evil will not stick around if we are praising our God. Who will fight the battles for us? We see God miraculously defeating the enemy resulting from people's obedience. In verse 22, you, say, you see, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord sets ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who are invading Judah, and they are defeated. Praise demonstrates our confidence in God's victory over our enemies. Notice there are certain conditions that must be met. One, we need to recognize who God is in our lives. We need to understand that our, he needs our total reliance in him. And then we need to be able to listen. We need to be sensitive to his word. And we need to be obedient. And our response, because we have confidence in what he's going to do, we must praise. The other thing I'd like us to look at is that praise leaves no room for complaining or negativity. Sometimes, even within our prayers, we tend to complain about our problems. God knows our hearts. He cares about all that concerns us. Through praise, we focus on him, no longer allowing much attention to be centered around our struggles. We are reminded of what he has already done in our lives, as Temple mentioned earlier. He's omniscient and omnipotent. He's capable of taking care of all our burdens. And perhaps we can look at Psalms 103, um, 2 to 4. And I read, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits, who forgives all your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit that crowns and crowns you with love and compassion. Hebrews 13, 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. Let us remember who God is in our lives, who Christ is in our lives. 
let us remember that when we focus on God, all our problems dissipate. They cease, they cease to be as big as we imagine that they are because God is greater. song by Hillsong to mind that song is called even when it hurts I think you know it I'd sing it but it's at night and I don't want to wake people up it's yeah it's at night as I record this so I don't want to to wake people up but that song says that even when my strength is lost I'll praise you even when I have no song I'll praise you even when it's hard to find the words louder than I'll sing your praise. It goes on to say that even when the fight seems lost, I'll praise you. Even when it hurts, I'll praise you. Even when it makes no sense to sing, I'll praise you. Like, wow, before I say what I have to say, it's my prayer today that... that even when we have no strength, we still praise God because he is our rock, he is our anchor, he is our protector. Even when it makes no sense to, to sing because sometimes in this life, our human mind tells us that it doesn't make sense to praise God right now because there's so much uncertainty, there's so much danger, there's so much... You know so much going on and so our, our human minds tell, tell us that it doesn't make sense to sing but even at such times it is my prayer that we praise God even louder so I would I would want us to read the book of Job Tembo gave job as an example of those people like one of those people who despaired in times of trouble and so i would want us to read the book of job one now i would want us to start from verse 13 and there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house and there came a messenger unto job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys and they and the donkeys feeding beside them and the sabins fell upon them and took them away they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword and i alone am escaped to tell you while he was yet speaking there came also another and said the fire of god has fallen from heaven and has burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them and I alone am escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone am escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. 
and behold there came a great wind from the wilderness from the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead and i alone am escaped to tell you then job rose and tore his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said naked came i out of my mother's womb and naked shall i return there the lord gave and the lord has taken away blessed be the name of the lord in all this job sinned not nor charged god with wrong like i would want us to focus on chapter on verse verse 20 then job arose and tore his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped he worshiped it's it's incredible like it's almost unbelievable like he had been told that his everything literally everything he owned had everything he owned had been destroyed even his children like you know how you know how what what mtanakwanga amewashikiliza kwa roho kabisa they were gone all gone but what did he do he worshiped god like wow may we have such faith and strength to worship god even in difficult times yeah yes so that's that's one point that i would want to make about job but i would also want to acknowledge that as christians or even as human beings it's not that easy it's not that easy to praise god even in times of uncertainty and i i want us i want to still use the example of job and i want us to read job 3 and it says after this period job opened his mouth and cast his day and job spoke and said let the day perish on which i was born and the night in which it was said there is a no child conceived this was after this was after now job let me try and put it into context because we we can't we can't read the whole of chapter 2 but in chapter 2 so in chapter 1 job's livestock goes his children they die all of them as if that was not enough now job in chapter 2 job got sores all over his body and they were painful sores like sores all over all over his body and so now in chapter 3 i think it got to up it now it got to job like losing his his livestock and his children had not yet gotten to him after that happened he still worshiped god but now after he got this really painful sores all over his body i think it got it got to him and he cursed the day he was born so i'm using this example to just show us that sometimes it's really hard as christians to keep worshiping god to keep praising god in times of uncertainty and and in times of trouble because sometimes in this life we are hit blow after blow i want to to give a personal example of a friend of mine 
who was hit by one unfortunate event after another so it started with her breaking up with her long-term boyfriend they had been dating for four years and then things just went south and the relationship ended closely after that she lost her dad like she was still nursing the heart of heartbreak have you guys i think i'm talking to mainly the youth here and you know just not even just the youth i mean heartbreak is just heartbreak heartbreak hearts so you can imagine she was nursing a broken heart and then she lost the father and it's a girl and you know how us girls most girls are really close to their fathers like we love our dads with everything we have so now you can imagine she has broken up with a boyfriend and then she has lost her dad as if that was not enough she lost her job so i'm just using this example to show you guys how sometimes we are hit by calamity after calamity and i don't know i don't know if it's okay to use the word calamity to mean breaking up with your boyfriend but you guys get the point i'm trying to put across like sometimes life just gives us blow after blow after blow and if we are not careful sometimes we 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 disregard god we feel like god is not for us we forget that in jeremiah 29:11 he says that he has good plans for us to give us a future and a hope sometimes when we are faced by difficult times we forget that and tunaanza kutetesha mungu asking 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 him why this is happening to us and we we even in the book of job we see that happening to job like job started asking god why is it that bad things happen to the righteous and good things happen to the unjust like maisha ilikuwa imesukuma job hivyo mpaka now he was asking god a lot of questions and as christians sometimes life throws bad experiences to us and if we are not careful we may find ourselves behaving like job and so i would want us to go back i started with the hill song the hill song the hill song song <laughs> the hill song song that says even when my strength is lost i will praise you even when it's hard to find the words to sing because sometimes it's really hard to find the words to sing i mean you just you you try you know you, have you ever been going through a situation and you just try to look for a song that will make you feel better and you just do not find when you go through a situation that just makes you want to grumble and to ask god a lot of questions and i would want to encourage us and i would want to make this prayer to god to give us a spirit of not grumbling even when we are going through so many things and i would want to read proverbs 17:22 that says a joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones and i love this verse because i interpret it to mean that a joyful heart and 
by a joyful heart i don't mean a joyful heart when things are going right i mean a joyful heart under all given circumstances even at such times when we are facing a lot of uncertainty may we have a joyful heart because a joyful heart is good medicine but a crushed spirit dries up the bones a crushed spirit a spirit of wanting to despair wanting to you know to lose hope and wanting to start to question god yeah it is my prayer today that we may have a joyful heart i would also want to read first thessalonians 5:18 give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you god would want us to give thanks in all circumstances give thanks even when things look so thick because i don't know if if you guys have ever been in circumstances where things look like they cannot get better like this is this is it yeah i think that's what they call hitting rock bottom yeah so i pray tonight that god may give us a joyful heart and that we may learn to give thanks in all circumstances because this is the will of god in christ jesus for us and i would want to end by introducing something that i learned last year mid last year i stumbled upon something called the gratitude diary and it has it has done wonders for me and i would just want to share it with you and a gratitude diary is just it's just a diary and, it, and, and when i say diary it doesn't even have to be like a physical diary it can be a mental diary where every day regardless of how your day was you find just one thing to thank god for just one thing every day you can do every day when you wake up you just look for one thing to thank god for or every night before sleep you just look for one thing to thank god for and i i feel like this is such a good way for us to learn to give thanks and, and to give praise even when things are uncertain be blessed pray Lord we come before you this evening saying thank you for your love and we just thank you Lord for this podcast we just pray that you may teach us to learn to praise you even when we are facing trouble and learn to put you first and understand that you are unchanging and nothing changes oh Lord we bless your holy name, O Lord, and we glorify your holy name, O Lord. Thank you, O Lord, for walking ahead of us, and we just pray that you may teach us to trust in you, O Lord, in our darkest nights, even in our midnights. We just pray that we learn to lift up an altar of praise to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we believe. Amen.
friend i hope that you are well you have traveled through life and you you feel in your heart a deep conviction that you want to know jesus christ as your own and personal savior life is full of struggles life is full of pain and people have tried to provide solutions for life but they are not able to because this help is only found in Jesus Christ so should you want to know this Jesus and be born again kindly say this prayer with me lord jesus i want to know you personally thank you for dying on the cross for my sins i open the door of my life to you and ask you to come in as my savior and lord take control of my life thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life make me the kind of person you want me to be amen so if you have said this prayer we welcome you to the family of christ it is important to follow this prayer with discipleship which you can get from the nearest bonafide church if you haven't found a church yet such no longer join us as pc at pca st andrews of nyerere road nairobi our youth services are held at 11 a.m in the youth hall we hope this message has blessed you see you soon